Welcome in Gameaholics, the Gameaholic podcast, uh, with your hosts, Colin and Luke. And today, we're jumping into a nostalgia trip. Uh, we're dropping back into 1998 with the game The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, classic, one of the highest rated games of all time. Uh, I learned that from Luke right before we uh, started recording, but yeah, it's just, it's worth it. It's pr- It probably deserves that uh, rating just because this game is so damn good, but uh, yeah, we're just going to go off and just talk about this game and how much uh, it hits childhood feels. Uh, Luke, what, do you, what were your first impressions when you played the game? Man, like I don't even, I, I, I don't even know how old I was when I first played this game because um, when, when like the Ocarina of Time first came out, I was six years old. So I, I don't know how old I actually was when I first tried playing it alone, um, but I'm sure similar to a ton of people who will be listening to this. uh, The part that I gave up on when I was young was the water temple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, that was for whatever reason. And then a bunch of years later, I remember like probably like five to seven years later, I remember being like, I'm going to set this up and I'm going to play this game the full way through. And that's exactly what I did. Um, What about you? What was your sort of whole uh, experience with it? Yeah, kind of the same thing. I don't remember. uh, I couldn't put like a timestamp on like when I actually played this game myself. Uh, I just remember when I was like really young, I used to have a GameCube and we had this collection edition of uh, Legend of Zelda. I got with my GameCube for Christmas the one year. I think it was probably like (sighs) 01, maybe 02. Uh, So that's probably, I was probably what, an 02, I think I was six. Kind of like you, so you when the never, game first came out. You never played this on Nintendo 64. No. It, it's wild. Like, I just want to, I guess we'll, I, I'll just jump into that for anybody that doesn't know, because I had no idea. Um, this game was re-released for GameCube, which is something mm-hmm. that I had absolutely no idea about. So, I don't know, Colin, you want to explain how you managed to get this on GameCube? Because, like I said, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, so there was a... Uh, to my surprise when luke told me he didn't know i was like oh, i thought it was a normal thing um they basically re re they didn't remaster it they just kind of like re-released it on a in a collector edition with uh, majora's mask that which came out in 2000 the year 2000 and also the original zelda and zelda 2 and original zelda came out in 86 i believe and the second one came out in 88 like maybe 89 for the second one but they uh added they put those four games together on a collector edition which you got to play all four games fully through and also you had like a little dlc complication comp- compilation of like maybe like two or three missions for uh windbreaker which was coming out i think like i think windbreaker wasn't out yet i think they just kind of added it like a little snippet uh if I, i'm gonna quickly look that up real quick but yeah it was a it was like a, basically a game you put on gamecube and you could play all the games on the gamecube which was pretty cool um it actually was like probably uh one of my favorite things of like screw around with on the gamecube when i first got it um even though me being six seven years old i really didn't get the concept of the game or what i was doing uh the story anyways i was more just like there to like swing my sword and like kill and i really i really liked luke as a kid i think uh he might have been my favorite uh smash brother player like character to use and i really i really liked the game entirely but um just because I was six, I was so impressionable. I really thought he was a cool character. He was a, he was a child like us, Luke, you know? So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. And then, then he grows up and becomes like this badass, like, uh, sword wheel, uh, wielder. So I think it was something that really 
uh, appealed to me anyways at that age. And also play, watch my brother play it, who was in 2002, probably 12. So he, he obviously knew what was going on at that point. So I got to watch him play through it mostly. And I really liked it because obviously it was really hard. Like you said, Luke, the fucking water temple sucks so much. So uh, I think myself as a six, seven year old, I probably would have stuck, stopped then too. But he, I watched him just play it. And then once I figured out what I was doing, I kind of just like took what he did and I kind of just re- did it myself because I was, I was pretty good at that anyways for games, like copying what I saw. Um, but yeah, this game was so sick, man. Like even just talking about this like right now, just like the memories coming back to me, flowing back in from this game and uh, definitely one of my favorite games growing up. You know what? Like uh, 110%. Um, I think I think you, bo- you and I were both sort of in that same story um, where essentially like, you know, we were both so young when we first played this game. And like, this isn't a game for like younger kids, I think, because like it's arguably, I feel like it was one of the first um, sort of, I would say almost like RPG open world games kind of that reached that level of fame uh, where, you know, you can kind of honestly go anywhere whenever you want. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Like, uh, if you really thought about it, like this game, that's when like, I think Nintendo really like stormed like the whole like idea of that because I think 96 was when uh, Mario 64 came out and then they were like, they kind of just kept pushing it and pushing it. And then you get this game. I think they had a couple other games kind of like this too. I can't remember like what they were called, but I remember there's a few more. They, they started like, they started, they started screwing around with the 3d like concepts. And I think that was really the push towards what we have now. And even like, uh, we talked about this on the Conquer one. Conquer came out in 01, but Banjo Tooie and Banjo Kazooie came out in like 98 and 99. So it was like right there with them. So this is when I think gaming really like innovated and became like something that um, became that RPG style game that you really enjoy and really wanted to play. Granted, they did have like the old, I'll tell you that's like playing Zelda 1 and 2. They did have the RPG aspect of it, but obviously as a 2D game, it wasn't it wasn't the same. It was like, a, it was like an overhead look of like the map and you just kind of walked around like through it, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. So that was kind of like, a, that was like an RPG style game, which was cool. But yeah, this, I think this is when like everything kind of was like, holy shit, like this is gaming. Like this is wild. I don't know if you thought like that too, but like that's how I looked at it anyways. Yeah, well, totally. And, and like I said, um, the other thing that I always felt, and it was funny cause I know you texted me about this um, earlier, but uh, just even the length of this game. Like as a kid, this game felt like it was the longest game in the world to me. Um, I don't know if you, if you feel kind of the same way as I do in terms of that, but like this game felt like it was like 120 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, man, like I can't even remember how long I probably put hours into this game and it wasn't even me doing the game, like the story itself. Like it was more, I was just like so curious what I could do and where I could go. I just walk around like in the field area and like go to different like areas. I remember there's a certain area in the game where you can go fish. And I literally sat there and fished for probably like five hours. I'm not even lying. Like I I, I actually probably fished trying to get those big fish in in that pond thing for like hours. If you get the the biggest one, you got like a heart container. Yeah. And I just sat there and kept fishing. Dude, it was the game's a grind. But like I just remember doing things like that in the game. I'm like, this is... And I didn't have like, I wasn't like annoyed with it. I just sat there and did it. Like, it was just like, I just enjoyed doing it. So I think us as kids, I think 
and probably made it a lot longer than it had to be because we were just exploring, which I mean, any like six, seven, eight year old would like to do outside too, right? They, we explore, they like to put your hands on everything. So in the game, like we're probably like, oh, look, this is pretty neat. And like, I remember the, I forget the name of the horse you get, but Epona, uh, Epona. Yeah. Like I yeah. remember I was, I, I, hang, I hung out in that fucking area, just like trying to do like, just like, just to do like the the jumps and stuff, the tricks. Like I literally sat in there for probably hours too doing that. And I remember <laughs> those being challenging too when you first try to get her. Like I remember like trying so hard to like win her, and that was like that was like the hardest thing in the world. But I guarantee if I played that game now, it'd probably be so easy to like run through this. Like I watched a, like I said, told you earlier, but I'll tell them. Uh, I watched a playthrough today, not all of it, but entirely. But like the guy finished the game in thirteen hours. So I'm like, I'm like man, like. I bet I could have done that too now, but like back then, like you and I, like you said, 120 hours for fun, probably just putting the game, just doing stuff in it. And like, again, like probably so the, our, our, our little brains couldn't figure out the puzzles. I think probably a lot of the time mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there was like, I'm sure now if I went into the water temple, I'm sure I, I wouldn't need a guide, but like, I remember the first time I went into the water temple, um, I had no idea what I was doing. And I remember I had to go on like my old school computer, computer from back in the day and like freaking print off a guide (laughs) like literally like print off a guide to get into it um it was funny though because i remember the first time i played that game um, and i and i remember this was um going in and i was absolutely like so we got the three um stones right because that's sort of the first part of the game is you get the three stones you get the first one from inside the deku tree you get Mm -hmm. the second one from the gorons and you get the third one from those the water people i forget what they're called um oh the z zora zora the zoras the zoras um and you you go in there and um you get their water stones and you have like do a dungeon to get them and when i got all three of them i was like oh this is the end of the game like Mm-hmm. And then it was just the freaking beginning. Like that's like almost like the, the prologue of the game, mm-hmm. which was yeah, just it, crazy. So nuts. Like I was remember watching the game and I'm like the beginning of the game, just going to the tree. Like it like not took like that took that guy like an hour. I'm like, man, like I bet I, I bet I sat in that tree, like trying to like, like cure him of that curse for probably like four hours <laughs> like because there's so many there's so many rooms you get lost and you don't know where you're going sometimes especially as like a little impressionable kid like every room looks kind of the same like you go in you're like oh i already opened this chest in this room and i gotta turn around and like go to the different area but then you watch i literally just watch this guy play i'm like man it looks so easy i'm like i bet i bet i literally was just so dumb and naive like i had no idea what was going on but it was just probably so much like like you you probably watching him you had so much like like nostalgia and you just like like you said you want to jump right back in it and play it again because like you know yeah no so totally good. and yeah. like yeah totally and like i remember like you go through that and you get out you meet the you meet your uh the the owl and then you go you love go the music whenever the owl's around dude it's so like nice. i can like i, I can love literally just music. shut my eyes and i hear it in my head yeah and then you go dude you literally go to you go all the way to that the temple and then you meet like Zelda and all them. And then she tells you like, Oh, you have to go to like death mountain. And it's like, Oh man, like all this is coming back. You have to go to like the village. And then the one guy's turned into like a spider and you have to like go kill spiders and make like him not be like, <laughs> like literally a cursed spider, which is so funny. Uh, kind of, div- I, t- yeah. kind of, kind of fucking crazy. If you think. Like a six year old seeing that probably not the greatest like thing, probably a little scary, but 
but like yeah it was it was such a man like just so many things like just going to the the royal town the royal the royal like graveyard and like going into like their like grave and like seeing all the zombies that could like suck on you and stuff like that so so crazy man oh yeah and like at night you remember at night like the the skeletons come up in the game yeah so creepy right yeah and you're just like going around on like epona and like all of a sudden all these like skeletons come up and like it's oh and like again the puzzles were like super i think ahead of their time like i i I remember certain ones where you need to use your boomerang to cut like two specific cords at the same time or like you know Mm -hmm. you need to get like a, a deku stick light it on fire and then use the deku stick to light other torches on fire yeah and also throwing the bomb at like a certain amount of time of holding it to like blow up a wall and like mm-hmm. but like like you can't like you had to throw it like across the map almost so like you couldn't get there until it like opened the door like dude it was so like just watching the one um here's a good one like from today i watched i remember this remember the chickens like you have to go pick up the chickens and throw them in like that yeah like, in, in K- kokori village or something yeah like that, yeah right that, right below sure, of death, right. Ma- death mountain like and uh and the one, the one chicken, like I remember, I couldn't get it. I couldn't figure out how to get to it. And I want, and I remember back when we were playing this game, there was no internet to tell us or like like walkthrough videos on like YouTube. YouTube wasn't a thing. And mm-hmm. like I remember like watching, like I like couldn't figure it out, and I was like, I can't do it. And my brother, my brother lived with his like real mom, so uh, on his weekend when he'd come and see like my dad, like and stuff, he, I'm like, dude, I need like like, can you help me out? And then he's like, yeah, no problem. And he just shows me how to do it immediately. But like if I didn't have him, like who knows, maybe I never would have got to that. Like, you know, it was like, that was the most troubling thing was trying to like use the chicken to fly across this like bridge, basically land in this area of the pen where this chickens just by itself and like throw the chickens out onto like the other area or platforms to like put them in the pen yard. 100%. So, like it was like the hardest thing in the world. Couldn't, couldn't do it. If it's like a six year old, like it's the most struggling thing to con or concept to figure out that you can grab the chicken and jump off a house and fly with it. Like didn't know that was a thing. And then you have to like, yeah, you have to like jump at the right time and at the right mm-hmm. spot and like aim for the right location. And like, yeah. And th- it was also like a, like the other thing that they did in that game was they also had a bunch of kind of creepy stuff in it too. Like, yeah, so I, I think about so that, gr- that, that like creepy graveyard in that cook corkery village and you have to like pull the tombstone and there's a hole and you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when and you like, use the, that's when you use Zelda's lullaby and then you go down and it's the royal tomb. And then that's when you see like all the creepy like uh, skeleton guys and like and like the zombies. They Love scream the spi- at you. Oh, and the spider house. You're right. That spider house was yeah. so creepy. Yeah, so creepy. And you have to keep giving them the golden spiders. Yeah, I forget. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that like you can always tell when the golden spiders were near because you keep hearing like the... Yeah, like the crunching yeah yeah and then you look up and there's a freaking golden spider like kind of like moving in the same spot and i'm like oh my god but like oh or like or like when you're walking through and like they just drop down in front of you mm-hmm. and then, but like the, their front is um invincible right so you have mm-hmm. to get them from yep. behind yeah like the so- their soft underbellies or whatever oh man yeah, yeah. And like I think the whole, like, all of the different, like, classes, like, not classes, but all the different, like, um, species that are in the game is so cool. Like I said, the Gorons who live in the mountain and, like, the Zoras who live, like, in the whatever. And then the 
Gerudo who live in like the desert, which is like what Ganon's people are. Like they have mm-hmm. so many unique and different um, things. Like, and I, I just, the one thing I remember is you collect all three of those. Like, so you talk to the princess and you collect the three stones and you're like, Oh my God, like, I did it. I pretty much beat the game. Like, and I remember as a kid, I was like, Oh, this is so sweet. And then like, next thing, you know, you wake up and it's seven years later. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and then it's just like, you actually have to go to five different forest temp, five different temples and unlock the sages, like knowledge of themselves. So you can like defeat Ganon. So you've been mm-hmm. going to these temples and do it all again. Um, I do absolutely love um, just going into it, like all the songs you can play on the Ocarina of Time. Like they're bangers. Oh, oh, 100% bangers, dude. Like, like, like you can just put me in any situation and like you just remember like the songs. Like it just comes back, it flows in like where you're like, like Lost Forest, like, it's like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, you just know. <laughs> is there a um is there a specific one that's just your absolute go-to banger? Yeah, probably that one. Lost Forest. Lost Forest is like super sweet. I obviously Zelda's Lullaby was a big one. Um mm-hmm. I actually liked the song of time too. Um yes, like so when, good. Yeah, like that one, that one's like orchestral. Like that one is like so mm-hmm. intense and like overwhelming and it's just it's just so damn good um and the other thing is like there's so many little side things like i know it's not a huge part but even in um even in ocarina of time there's remember you can like sell those masks to people still i know that that's like a big ocarina that's a big like majora's mask thing but even in ocarina of time there's that guy with the fox mask Mm -hmm. and he gives you a mask and you have to go find the right person to sell it to yeah and like uh even like when you're going up death mountain and like the guards like hey you're here with this cool mask shop can you like go buy me a mask for my son so like it's like kind of like it's always prevalent in a way and um another thing that i thought was really cool about that game um although obviously it doesn't make a lot of sense is the um the tunics so, you know, like there's the red tunic, the blue tunic and the uh, green tunic and the green tunic is just sort of like your regular one. Red gives you basically mm-hmm. protection from the heat. And then yep. with the blue one, you can swim more underwater. Um, yeah, I just I just don't you just feel like that game was so advanced for us for its age. Like, oh, 100 percent. It was just like a it really set the bar for a lot of games. Like we're almost on the 23 year anniversary of this game coming out. And some games can't even get as good as this. Like they don't even have this good of a system. I want to say going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say another thing that I remember um, is, and I'm just kind of just spitballing things that have kind of popping into my mind. But um, when you go into like the Hyrule city, um, and like, you know, it's so lively and there's all these like places you can go and like, you know, there's like games so you can go in there and you play with the slingshot and if you pop enough balloons, you get a heart piece and 
like all that kind yeah. of stuff. But then like seven yeah. years later, you go in there and there's like the zombies and it's all destroyed and everybody's dead mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So fucked up. It's also cool how this is where we find out that Zelda is, is, is chic, right? Because chic's around yes. a lot in this game too. Yes. Yeah. She has different alter egos and like, uh, uh, various games. It, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause the game the legend of zelda itself is just different stories based around zelda and like link doing all the work it's not like a real timeline (laughs) for the it's not really like a it's not really like a timeline for like the game like oh this happens in this game with with link and then this lame it's like no it's just like different various like stories that have no real connection to each other but the Mm -hmm, one thing that mm, does have connection the only thing it does have connect the only thing that has connection to every single game is that ganon is literally the same guy in every game which is crazy. He's he's just uh, reincarnated. Like he doesn't die. Well, I mean, Which man, like I, I couldn't believe one thing that I couldn't believe is you um, never played or knew much about Breath of the Wild. Um, which is the new Legend of Zelda game. And it's basically Ocarina of Time. Um, but like with like crafting and like your weapons have um, like um what's the word i'm looking for your weapon oh god this is gonna bother me how can i not think of this word right now um durability so like your mm. weapons actually break and stuff like that really that's interesting. oh man and it's it's like um fully open world so you can actually go fight ganon immediately really yeah 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 no way like, y- you can walk in and fight ganon with three hearts <laughs> i bet there's some i bet there's some people that beat him too so, oh yeah for sure like and some people accidentally bump into him and it triggers the end of the game and they're like oh my god um but like breath of the wild for example i just i'm just pulling it up here because i want to just um like again it's it's definitely one of the most incredible legend of zelda games um obviously but like for right example now. looks so metacritic nice. metacritic 97 out of 100 for this game yeah hmm um just, look, with, just looking at pictures it looks it looks really cool cool like clean like, oh man it looks it like, a, like yeah. it kind of looks like 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 the concept of what you just said like kind of looks like a newer version of ocarina of time obviously not the same but looks really nice i'm uh so i know you're gonna replay ocarina of time i might start honestly honest to god when we stop this podcast today i might jump in and start playing um th- replaying this game so you play like, this game, Breath of the Wild. Oh, I have it for my Switch. It's insane. Oh, it looks actually nuts. It looks awesome. Is the like, story really good too? Oh yeah, story's awesome. Um, it's super. It's super similar to Ocarina of Time. Like it's just the I, I like people were shocked that they managed to do it again. Essentially, like mm. the other thing that you should read right is Metacritic, the highest ever game in Metacritic was Ocarina of Time at ninety nine, and mm. Breath of the Wild is ninety seven on Metacritic. So, so it's, it's close. Yeah, exactly. Like it's um it's super close. Um and like the length of it. Um I'm just going to find like the the gameplay length is insane. Um here. The main story in this game is 50 hours and 20 minutes. Woo. And um the main story plus extras is 100 hours. And to fully complete everything that you can do in the game, it's 191 hours. 
Jesus. That's crazy. It's, it's insane. Like, and here's another crazy thing. And I know we're supposed to be talking about Ocarina of Time, but I just want to like jump on this where, so obviously in um, Ocarina of Time, you get Epona, right? Which is your horse. Mm-hmm. In this game, you actually find wild horses. You have to sneak up to them, jump on their backs, break them. And then you have to like keep walking with them to like get friendship. And you have a stable Mm -hmm. where you can save up to three horses. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like... It's kind of like a lot of games that do that now too. Like like you do that in um, Red Dead. You yeah, can break exactly. It's literally kind of like Ocarina of Time on crack. Uh, it's, That's unreal. It's sort of the way that I say it. But yeah, like I said, it's it's honestly amazing. I might even start playing that after after we do this. Um, before having I mean, we have five days until you know our big boy comes out, Resident Evil. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah. But. Um, jumping back into this, um, one thing that I never thought was annoying, but again, so many people were so furious about, and you see it in memes all the time, is um, just how much people hated Navi. Do I love Navi? Yeah, like people hated the, hey, listen, you know? Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, and like people, like you see that in memes all the time, where it's just like it drove people arguably insane, right? But I, I, I don't know. It, it never, to me, it never like overwhelmed me. I guess, um, I guess for like the veterans of this game, because a lot of people play this game over and over and over. I imagine it'd get tiresome sometimes. But for us, I guess when we were kids playing it, like they, that, those, those listens and letting us know what the fuck's going on, I think probably helps a lot. Because like obviously we didn't have the internet to like teach us what to do. So if she was like, hey, like here's advice, like climb this wall or like blow up this wall it's like okay good because i probably would not have figured that out if you didn't tell me yeah a hundred percent that 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 is super super true like there's i even still think about it and there was so much stuff in that game that i would have had no freaking idea how to deal with like but i mean it was like i think it's a good game to like how do i say this like train your brain power when we were younger into getting into video games mm-hmm because it like, sort of uh, gave you a bit of everything, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Where you, it, sorry, you first. No, no, you keep going. I was just gonna say where you have like an RPG, you have an open world, you know, but you also have puzzles that you need to solve, dungeons you need to get into, but like also like, you know, tasks that can last throughout the entire game, like collect all the gold spiders, or like you know, even like for example do you need to collect all of those missing chickens from that village? No, you don't. Like that's not, that's literally not a, like a need to do. It's like that. It almost introduced you to side quests. hundred percent. Right. Like, and, it almost, uh, yeah. And, and there wasn't really even like a task bar to like tell you or like notify you like, Hey, remember doing, remember to finish this task or like you haven't completed it yet. Like it was literally all like your own muscle memory or like, or memory to be like oh shit i gotta go do that like 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 you forgot about it entirely like um even like on top of what you said like decision making was a big thing in the game like or like or like even time management and how problem solving would occur as well because like you're in a fight with something and you have to figure out how to kill it in like a set amount of time before it kills you so like you would have to like 
like those boss fights like or like dropping down in like the fire area like up death mountain and like you have to kill the i forget what they're called but it's like a giant king uh uh king gorn gornar or whatever and like you have to like throw bombs in its mouth and you would never know that yeah 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 exactly and it it rolls at you so you got to move out of the way and like it's like time things where you have to time it perfectly every time uh fast decision making where you don't know exactly like it it really does mold your brain a bit like you said yeah and, and i think that it's like again i think that and that's why people keep saying you know that it's held up so well is literally just the fact that like, you know, um, it's just, it, it's just held up and I'm, I'm actually going through, um, like I'm going through what the bosses like looked like in each of the dungeons here. And even the designs of these bosses are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man. I like I, I'm just, I'm just looking here. I forgot the boss called Bongo Bongo inside the shadow temple. He's the guy that has like the two hands that aren't connected to anything. It's almost mm-hmm. like master hand or whatever from like the uh, original um, Mario games and stuff. But like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, there's so much stuff here that I just like, just, just designing these and like the, po- you remember the Poe sisters, mm-hmm. like how they were like those creepy witches that would come at you. And like, they just like, I, I don't know where they came up with all this, but it was, it was amazing. And like, again, and part of me, I don't know if this is kind of like a, um, a, like a, a terrible thing to say, but I think that the, the, at least the creature and bosses designs in like legend of Zelda kind of blow Mario out of the water. I think you're totally not wrong for saying that. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like you, you just look at like these crazy freaking designs and you're like, this stuff is, is insane. Like who comes up with it? And like, even like, you know, this, even the sword fighting and everything was just so much fun. Um, the fact that they added the horse is, is just so cool. Um, again, I just, I, I'm such a fan of everything that this game had to offer. Um, the one thing that I didn't really like though um, and I mean, obviously this is an old game, but I am just, I'm still going to complain about it. Um, was I found that only being able to select three items at once from like your, your bar and having those, like, the ability to use only those three at like a quick tap was a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like where it's like your yellow, it was your yellow buttons on the game on your, um, on N64. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had it on the GameCube too. But um, you could only yeah, pick top. three things. So like sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if you needed to use like a fairy you had in a jar or like even if you needed to use your ocarina, like sometimes it may, it didn't even make sense to keep that there because let's say you needed like, oh, I needed my boomerang, I needed my grapple and I needed my uh, Deku sticks, let's say. So then you're like, oh, wait, now I need to play the Song of Time. Oh, shit. Like, I now, now I need to go into my inventory and press to select it, which, um, yeah, I mean, that I, I do remember actually as a kid being slightly frustrated with that, to be completely honest with you, just just in terms yeah. of like. Just like you always have the tedious where you have to like click the like pause button and like switch out things, right? Yeah. Switch things out. Um, the other thing that I, I, I thought was a bit annoying. I know, I know it's, it's crazy to say negative things about this game, but I'm doing it anyways. Um, the other thing I thought was a bit annoying was like 
um, you know, you do a quick button to open up your ocarina and you're holding it in your hand and you can kind of do whatever you want to do. Um, but the problem is like, you know, if you don't memorize the songs, then you have to like go into your songbook, look at what the song was and then do you like, like memorize it quick enough to play it on the ocarina. Yeah. Um, which was to be honest, once you got like, there was like tw 12 songs or something. And like some of them, like the freaking like song of time was like a bit annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so like that was, oh, I mean, totally yeah, agree. That was one of the only things that I sort of was like, Oh, like that's, that's a bit annoying to me. The, the songs were, you know, what's insane with the songs. They're all played on the same like note. What do you mean? Like they like they use the same note like three notes for the whole like every song. Do they? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like ridiculous where they use only like three notes for the whole song, for all the songs. But yeah, like I'm just I just I actually just now came in here and I pulled up um, all of the because you have to learn the songs to get into um, the like. Um, temples, right? There's a min the Minuta yep. Forest, the Bolero of Fire, the Serenade of Water, Nocturne of Shadow, Requiem of Spirit, and Prelude of Light. But like again, yep. some of them, even as a kid, were like kind of tough. Like where you would just be like, I can't memorize that. Where it's like A down, A right down, A. I used to write them down on paper. Oh, see, that's smart. Like that. Yeah, I makes used to be like. Dude, I, I remember I was like, I tried to remember it. So like what I did with my sister was I'd be like, Kennedy, like write, write this down when I do it. So like I'd watch them do it and I'd be like down up, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then she'd be like, just do it for me. And then I'd have that pay on the paper for like yeah, next time. That, that's smart. Like, I mean, one of the things that would have come in so in handy that was such a cool thing back in the day was those fucking guides that you could buy, right? Like those, mm -hmm. those laminated like books that you could buy for these games. Like that would have actually come in handy for this game. I agree hundred <laughs> percent. It, it would have been so nice to have like those like options just cause it's, it's actually so crazy how like on like how kids now I sound so boomer, but like how kids now like have everything so gift wrapped for them. Like they literally can go on YouTube and like find like a timestamp for like when they have to do like this certain mission when we had to like literally grind these games out and figure it out ourselves. Cause there is no one really to help you. Man, but I, I, yeah, like it's I, don't insane. Even, I don't even think that that's like a boomer thing to say. It's true, man. Games have gotten so much fucking easier. Like this was a kid's game. Like this game was targeted for kids, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like so hard. Like I even remember um, going through the lost forest in this game and you need to like, you remember you'd go into a room and there were basically like four tr hollow tree trunks, like one in each like side. And you had to know which way to go to navigate through it. Yeah. And like, it was hard. Dude, it was just trial and error. It sucked. And, and like, I remember <laughs> to get so, back really to the town, you had to listen. If you walked close enough, you could hear music playing through it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Like, and it's just that was that was like hard, hard, hard back in the day it was coming into this and being like, oh, shit. OK, like, so what exactly 
am I going to do here? Um, like, like, how do I play this song? Um, and the crazy thing is like, you don't even realize, like, I, I wish I had a better, no, actually I remember it. There's a song of storms, right? Where it causes it to rain. Yeah. And there's like certain times where like, if you play the song of storms, certain things will happen. Like if you like, I remember you learn in the windmill, but like when you play it at a certain time, it'll also let link enter the bottom of this well that like he normally can't enter. And it's like to get a heart piece or whatever. But like, I like how there's so many side things like that in this game that you can go through. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. And it's just like, I'm, I'm actually getting like the more we're talking about this, the more jealous I'm getting that you get to just turn on, like end this podcast tonight and just go start ripping it right away. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a, this game is so good, man. But I have a question. Uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite boss in all the game in the game? Man, like honestly, like there there's so many like just absolute classics in this game. Um, I really liked Phantom Ganon. Like I love mm-hmm. one of my favorite sort of whole parts of this game was actually going through the Forest Temple, right? And the Forest Temple is where you have you also fight Phantom Link as well. Yeah, like, where he super basically, cool fight. Yeah, and he basically knows all your shit and like you're like trying to fight him. So I really 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 liked um liked him and Bongo Bongo is just f- so cool too. Um and mm-hmm. then also the dragon in the fire temple was insane too. So I mean yeah, it's Bal- hard to Bal- honestly Bal- Bal- pick or whatever. One. Yeah yeah yeah. What about you? Who do you think like what one was your all-time favorite? My all-time favorite, I definitely was going to say Phantom Ganon for sure, like you. But also, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Gorthma, like the spider kind of thing, like with the eyes. That was a really cool fight, like just entirely like uh, shooting the, the shooting her eyeball constantly, and like then you like shoot like sword like the legs. Like that's like, the first boss in the Deku Tree. Mm-hmm. Goma or whatever. Uh, like, yeah, 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 Gorthma. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Gorma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like, that was you probably, to, like, probably my, one of my favorites. Eyes. Yeah, Man, and like it's she was just like, like those, she was those like a, fights like a so more, cool. She was like a par- she was like a parasitic like spider, but like she obviously didn't look like like entirely. I it was cool. Remember, it was a cool fight. I honestly just remember how absolutely rattling it was, and I'm sure you remember this too. Was when you like the Deku trees like help. I've been infected. I need you to clear the infection out of me that Ganon put in. So you go in and mm-hmm. clear it out, and then he just still dies anyways. <laughs> yeah yeah and you're yeah. like what what was the point man and he's just like again that's that's another thing that i i always find like with the story of these like at least i think breath of the wild did a lot better but like in terms of the legend of zelda like ocarina of time just the fact that like link wakes up in his bed and there's a fairy there that's like hey you need to help do this and it's just like um mm-hmm okay like like why was link selected why did link even do it <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's kind of well, the stuff it, that, it, yeah i think i think it ties in together when he has that dream because he had a dream at the beginning remember oh yeah that's but again still he, though, like, he, at like least he in, had the dream and zelda like is getting captured by uh ganondorf and it's like oh what's happening and then all of a sudden you wake up and the fairy's like yo like you needed to come do this shit and you're like okay so it's kind of like you what else are you gonna do anyways like come on like like they literally live in this like little like forest thing that 
literally nothing's going on. You're hanging with these, these like loser ass like other. But you find elves. out that Link. The one thing that I thought was interesting is you find out that Link isn't like them because they never grow old, but Link does. Yeah, because he's. I don't think he. I think he's actually human, isn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. Exactly. Weird. So like. They all are like, oh, we're kids forever. And that's why when you like see that that Saria chick who I think I had a crush on as a kid. <laughs> you know, like I think I absolutely yeah. like, when I was like a like like freaking eight-year-old kid, I was like, oh my gosh, like wow. Um, but she um like she never grows old. Yeah, but she's also a six age. Yeah, she's the she's a sage too, but like I mean not all those kids just stay the same age and Link comes back, he's like seven years older, he's like a teenager, he's like, let's fucking yeah, and, go. And, and like they're and they're all like they all have fairies and you don't, you're like the kid that gets picked on for that, but it's cause you don't I don't it's because like you're you're human or whatever, like you're not you're not like them. So that's why you don't have one. But then the tree chooses Navi to go like get your ass out of bed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, it is it, it, I bet there is like a certain like reason why I, I'm sure like we didn't maybe we didn't pick up on it properly. I just think it's because Zelda chose you because it was like her part of her prophecy. Because I remember the, I remember you go to like when you first go to the garden to meet her, and you talk about the prophecy and like her dream, and then because you saw her in your dream or whatever too, and she's like, yeah, like this the prophecy. Like I've told my dream to my father, but he doesn't believe me. Uh, look through the window, peer through the window, and you'll see the man with the most hatred. And like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Then that's where you see Ganon for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And then he like looks at you for a second, and she's like, "Did he see you?" And you're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Like, it won't matter." And then (laughs) you go, go, "Yeah." And it's like, "Oh, maybe it did matter because he ended up killing like everyone in the town." But you know, it's fine. And uh, yeah, so then she sends you back in time, and then I think everyone's like alive i guess i don't know maybe because you go in time it, that, that's the one part that's kind of weird like you kill him in the future and then she sends you back in time and everyone's yes, dead i guess or again. everyone's alive again Every, yeah, yeah so you, I, like you basically everyone, go, yeah you go yeah, into no, the future to like stop it from happening and then you're like back to like yeah just like being living through hell on earth but like you're like a little kid again and you're like oh my god i saved the whole world um it, but, but the thing is like you will go back in time. It's like, he's still going to be there. You killed him in the future, not in the past. Is that how it worked? Right. When, when, no, they, that's what I mean. Like they kind of was like a plot hole. I'm like, okay, so you're sending me back in time after I killed him in the future. This present Dude, time. I didn't, even think, of, I didn't time. even think. I didn't even think about he, that. You that's not how, that's not, that's not how, that's not how killing someone works. Like you can't kill someone in the future and be like, well, when you send me back in the past, you won't be there. It's like, no, like you have to kill him in the past. So the future doesn't happen like that future, but whatever. I I I did not even think about that. So yeah, that's, that's insane. Kind of a weird plot hole, but I mean, Hey, it was a good game. (laughs) I just noticed it when I watched like the last bit there. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Cause like you're right. Ganon's still around. Like, Ganon would still be around, but maybe maybe he's he's not one of those. Yeah. Maybe he's like one of those beings that like transcends time and space or something like that. And like, I guess it's because they they do, they do capture him and like the, the Triforce, the people in the Triforce, they do capture him and put him away. Is it the six sages or whatever? Yeah. 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 They put him in like the end, like the, the realm. Do you know know what am I? Maybe that's what, so he's probably not there because of that then. That makes sense. That's not. That, that makes sense then that's the that's a different plot hole and they didn't really kill him you just kind of sent him to this different realm yeah that's all that happened the, uh, the the thing that i was gonna say that really makes me laugh though is um you remember when um 
I, I just I just remember when you're you finally get all three stones and Zelda's starting Zelda's being taken by Ganon and you like try to fight Ganon and he just one shots you. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just absolutely mucks your barn. Like I'm talking just like just sends you into the dirt and you're just like, and that's when you're like, Oh man, like I don't stand a chance against this guy, which, (laughs) yeah, yeah, which, which to me makes the whole going, going forward in time, seven years make more sense. But like, honestly, like the, again, I, I I just, I'll never forget. And I know, I know I've driven this point home several times, but I'll never forget as a kid who's like played games like Mario and everything like that. But um, being like, okay, like, sweet i got all three stones the game's almost over and then like you find out that you have to wake up like seven sage five sages or whatever from their temples i just remember being like what like this game's still going on like i just i it it, that was like one thing that always stuck with me was just how long this game felt and not in a bad way obviously right but like just yeah the fact that like this game was so long yeah, you get the stones. You're like, I'm fired up to fight this guy. And then yeah. like, tell me, and you're like, oh, I have to go do this now. And then you just get like so many more items, so many more weapons. I also really like, I, I always thought that this was so cool. How they also differentiated different swords and weapons and like um, objects, I guess, in your repertoire um, that are different dependent on your age right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like you know like for example like adult link doesn't use a slingshot anymore or he doesn't have like that shitty little sword anymore he uses like the the sword of hyrule the master sword and the and and a bone arrow yeah exactly and like i think i think young link can't use bombs but i think older link can use bombs no uh younger link can use bombs but 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 I understand what you mean. I think wasn't the other one too? Like there's a long and short shot. Like you can only have long for like older Link and short for younger. Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, ex- yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just it's just stuff like that. Like that, and I think that that was really cool. Um, I also liked how if you go to the Temple of Time and play the Song of Time, you can go back to Young Link at any point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I thought that that was really cool. How you can sort of like. Um, keep going back and doing things in the past that you even, do you ever, do you ever have to do that though? I, I was trying to think about that. Like, is that ever a part of the game where you're adult link and then they're like, you have to go back to being a kid for a bit or no. Um, I don't think so. I think you go to like full on like older link near the end or like the end part of the game. Kind of, I think it would like be the last cool, few hours. Wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't it be yeah, cool? Totally. If it was like, it was totally. like, it was like maybe for example, and I'm just spitballing here. Okay, so um, let's say the forest temple, let's say it wasn't the first temple. Let's say it was like the third one. You can only beat this one as a kid. So -hmm. you have to go back in time as a kid and then go clean up the forest temple as a kid. Like I just, I mean, I'm just honestly just kind of spitballing ideas at this point because like we said, the game Mm -hmm. itself is like perfect. But like, it's just one of those things where you just sort of need to like just think like that like they could have added kind of an extra layer of interesting by doing something like that instead of it being like you know as soon as link becomes an adult you really never need to go back yeah and i think 
I think the, sorry, I think the big reason why they did that was because once you get into like adult link, it's basically like, oh, there's zombies everywhere and like this world's fucked up. But um, there is a few like small like little hint things that you're going to go in the future that I thought were cool. Like remember when you're like hanging out with the uh, Goras and uh, and there's that giant one that's like in the wall and he's like, come back in like seven years and I'll give oh, you an item. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was cool. And it's that like, was really and, like, cool. And you're like, you're like, that's really specific. Like, also, this game probably won't last seven seven years. And also, it's like, oh, you're going in future seven years. It's like, okay, cool. I guess I'll go visit that guy. I, I, to- I yeah, it's a she- It was a shield or something, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It was also really cool seeing how all of your friends grew up. Um, like, mm-hmm. except for obviously like Saria and stuff like that. Um, but like, I'm talking like you know, seeing like Gore, the Goron kid that you became friends with, and like all of them growing yeah. up. I thought that was super neat. Um, the other thing, um, I know we're getting to the hour mark, so we'll jump into the rating soon, but I always thought Link was going to get together with that Zora girl, Ruda or whatever her name was. Ruda. Yeah. Like Um, the, the younger girl, princess Ruda, um, like, and like, she's like a kid when you're a kid and her, you and her are buddies. And then you guys reconnect and she becomes one of the sages when, um, they're older. Oh, Root 2? Yeah, Root oh, Ru 2. Okay, Root 2. Yeah, I, I knew it was whatever, something like that. Yeah, you're but, close. Um, you're close. Um, like, yeah, I always thought they were going to get together. Um, and the, then, like, the blue girl, eh? Yeah. The other thing that's really weird, and it differs every game, but like, I've never understood the relationship between Link and Zelda. Yeah, I always thought, like, maybe, like, they were, like, um, yeah, going to be lovers or whatever, but. But then you realize, like, no, like, um, like in hindsight, like, it's literally she was just using you. <laughs> it kind of is, man, and I'm so glad you brought that up. But like, it, it, you're right. Like, it, it sort of is like that because it's very. Um, She's kind of useless. Let's just be fair. Well, like, exactly. Like, so, really do right, and, and it's it's the same plot going back to Breath of the Wild, where it's like, oh, well, like a hero's going to wake up from a thousand year slumber and help Zelda defeat Ganon. Mm-hmm. And like, like they, like Link just kind of pops up. He's like, sup baby. And like, they just, nothing really happens. So that, that's always sort of sat with me just in terms of like, what exactly is, you know, going on here. Um, totally. I know we're at the 50 minute mark. So maybe we jump into the ratings now. Yeah, if you want, that's totally cool. I think we're. I think so. I think so. Um, I'll start off. I'm gonna go into characters here. Um, this is, I think, where I struggle the most in this game, and I know that's gonna sound awful, but just kind of character wise, like it wasn't. It didn't really scream to me in terms of being like incredible for characters. Um, where we don't really see growth or, or anything like that. Like Link doesn't really. So I'm actually, believe it or not, giving the characters in this game a three. And I know that that feels like blasphemy and it feels weird saying it, but like I just look at the the um, ratings I've given characters in other games because we actually see like not necessarily character, like, you know, evolution, but like I just, I just feel like the characters were very one dimensional. And I know that, I know that it's tough carrying that over in terms of this game is 20 something years old but yeah three is what i'm gonna say for characters uh yeah when we look at characters normally it's based around like character development and like um uh 
I guess like you said, like just like different like variations of like how they act and like how they like are they like how's their like personalities. Um I will say for being a nineties game, obviously it was ahead of its time. Um but yeah, the dialogue obviously was pretty pretty but also again with the dialogue it's like a kiddish game, so like you're not gonna get a super like aggressive like amount of like crazy different dialogue. But I will say the characters were cool. Um but like I said, like there's not much development either. So I mean a three is very fair. I'm gonna give it a two point five just on the middle. Um that probably like I said, like you said, probably the lowest point of this game. Like I don't think anything much I don't think anything will touch the two point five. Yeah. It's mostly gonna be like fives through throughout throughout this, but um yeah, the two point five and the three, I think it's just because like you said, and like I said, like there's not much character development and like it's kinda like uh the dialogue's like whatever, you know. But like all again, it's a kiddish game, so like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna torture it for that. hundred percent. Um I give the background here e- an easy five for me. Again, I think that sort of the all species of monsters and the 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 bosses that you have to fight and like the dungeons and like realistically everything going on in the background of this game is, is incredible. Like it's even, even in today's like 2020, 2021, it holds up. Like it holds up as being a five, even now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give it a five as well. Same thing. The, the open world concept for a 1998 game is just insane. Uh, so much shit to do. And so many different, like vast majority of like characters, like you said, and like creatures and whatever else enemies, uh, the game, the game was awesome. It's a, it's a chef's kiss. Number f- and a five out of five for the background. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll follow off with that and go into music now. Um, Insta five on music. Like, you know, I think about all the times where, you know, you're, you're riding on Epona and the sun's coming up and you hear this like music playing while the sun's coming up. I can actually pick, I can actually hear the music in my brain right now. Uh, thinking about it. Uh, on top of just the music in the game itself, the music that you play on the ocarina, the songs that you learn, they're all be- hauntingly beautiful. It's the music in this was one of the strongest parts of the game, I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the game, a game is made with its music sometimes. And I must say it's a five as well for me. But I will say before I put the five in the actual like slot on our on our dock, Luke, I have a three for this game already, and it's only been two things we've talked on. And the one was a 2.5. And yeah. <laughs> if you look at Outriders, it's got a 2.8. So already I got a three yeah. on Ocarina of Time through two columns. But with yeah. that five, it's going to make it already. Uh, oh, hold on. Put a T in there after that. Screwed it up a little bit. With a five after that, it's a five already after three columns. But yeah, same thing as you said. The music just. <laughs> It's just, again, another chef's kiss. Like, it's just, like, everything you can... Like, we talked about... We already did a, a little, like, quick little... Dun, 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 like, like a nice little yeah. song on the pod. Uh, you can listen... You can literally... It's so nostalgic. I was... Like I said, I was watching, like, a guy play through it, like a, a speedrunner. And you just hear the songs as he walks around. And it's just, like... Every Nintendo game, for the most part, has that. Like, like it's just insane. Like, even, like, Pokemon has, like, really nostalgia. Like, like um tunes and like little like mm. like lullabies they have in it so i think i think they just nintendo does it every time like just so good but yeah five easily for sure um in terms of replayability i think the game's the game's fun i i would replay it but like 
once I do a replay of this game, like I think it would take me a while to get back into it and play it again as it is a long game. Uh, I'd give it a three on the replayability. It's definitely not as high as some of the other games where like I could literally go back in and play it. Um, you know, if it has a multiple ending or if it has like, you know, like resident evil was a four on replayability for me, because once it ended, I could probably start the game again and go right then and there. So that's why I give this a three. I find RPGs, especially longer ones tough, uh, in the replayability category. Um, but I mean, like I said, it's something that like, I, I, it's something that I could play occasionally for the rest of my life, I think. Yeah. Um, very good points for, sorry, <laughs> for replayability. I would say also 2.5 for myself, a little lower than you, but, um, you know, me with replayability games, I think this is a, what you said was a great, a great, great way to say it was you'll, you'll be able to play this the rest of your life and i i too think i can always go back and play it uh it's just for that that kid nostalgia that you and i both have playing mm -hmm. it was like as young kids um yeah the nostalgia it holds up so, huge role. dude and it holds up so well so like it's never a game where it'll like go out of style i guess i think it's a game that anyone could pick up at any time and enjoy it and have fun like a kid a kid now could pick it up and see all those these games with crazy graphics but like they'll fall in love with this game because it's just so it's so um haunting and it's like beauty and everything just it just it's just such a game that i think no one it's just like you said like a 9.9 .9 rating like i think people just know it's just a generational game mm -hmm. that doesn't come around all the time and i think it just broke barriers for a lot of people uh so yeah, myself, I'm gonna probably play this probably in the next couple of weeks just just to play it because I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, 2.5 is pretty good. That's pretty high for me as a replayability as well. And in terms of story, I want to give it a five because of the fact that, like I said, the nostalgia is there. But like I said, Colin and I talked about a few kind of plot holes and things that maybe didn't really make a ton of sense. Um, and I, so I'm gonna give the story a four. I'm still gonna give it a high a high a high story because the majority of it was super cool and you know, going into these temples and fighting these crazy bosses and, and, and just sort of this story that they created was very awesome. Um, but I, I just in good conscience can't give it a five in terms of the story. Yeah. Uh, good point. I'm going to put it 4.5. Uh, same thing. Just not, not there totally for the story of to make it a five. Uh, definitely just like a little things that didn't really like click. Um, but the game was so well done. Um, the general like this story itself really is really good but like again there's like little things like the side stories where i don't really care but as much but like i still enjoyed it but like just like side quests and like not really caring for those type of stories um the vast story of the game was really good just you know sometimes like there's like tedious shit right that it's like okay the story doesn't have to really you didn't have to add that but overall just a 4.5 is really good still totally so going back final ratings we're looking at an eight out of ten for me um which i think i think makes sense i think that that definitely adds up like this game is an incredible standoff game um and it's it's something that even in today's society even basing this off of you know comparing this to games that came out last year this is still an eight still an an eight out of ten because it it holds up and if you compare it to games even 20 years ago like there's no comparison between them. Mm -hmm. uh, mine, mine rounds out at 7.8, so just two points off of Luke's. Uh, 
what can be said? I mean, you said basically what I was thinking too. Like the game, the game holds up. And I think a seven and eight does a dishonor to the game a bit. I feel like in my head, it could be a nine out of 10, uh, just like how Metacritic has his 9.9. But uh, just the way we grade it entirely, it kind of takes a little bit of a hit for me anyways, every time with replayability. And obviously with our character, like the way we rate characters and stuff uh, makes it a little hard to give it a higher grading than it does than it probably should deserve anyways um so i wish i wish i could give it like an 8.5 or a 9 but you know 7.8 for how we rate games is is still very very good yeah i think that um that's that's pretty much all of our stuff for the ocarina of time so as i always say thanks so much for listening um, give us a follow on our Instagram, which is at Gameaholic Podcast. Come check out our new logo uh, and leave comments. Let us know what games that you think we should be reviewing next. We have a super exciting week next week. Um, Resident Evil 8 Village is launching on Friday. And as I've said the last couple of weeks, Colin and I are going to try to be one of the first podcasts to bring you a full breakdown of everything going on in the game. So if you're interested in hearing about Resident Evil 8, but not sure if you want to play it, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. So you can get a notification when we release our Resident Evil uh, podcast breakdown. So you can take a look and see if it's worth the money for you. Uh, Other than that, thanks a ton for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace.